Hi everybody, it's Jeff. Just wanted to let you know about an event coming up involving a past guest of the show, artist William Rhodes, who was on Storied SF Season 2, Episode 33. On October 8th at 6.15pm California time, you can join William and fellow artist Ben Jones via Zoom for a live virtual art opening of their show, Making Visible the Connections. In Making Visible the Connections, William and Ben explore the intergenerational connections of their art while they give voice to the local, national, and global challenges we face as a community. This exhibition will also include an intergenerational art workshop, which will be in collaboration with Bayview Senior Services. For the Zoom link, please check out our link tree, available on our Twitter and Instagram bio pages. Thanks. I always expressed some interest in helping others and wanting to be, somehow I must have said something at a young age because my parents were always like, yeah, you should be a doctor, that would be great, you know? That was Yeva Johnson. I'm Jeff, and this is Storied San Francisco. In this podcast, we reconnect with a guest from season one of this show. Yeva Johnson is a doctor, poet, and musician. She was part of our very first show, Working With Death, which we produced with Reimagine End of Life back in 2018. For this episode, we sat down with Yeva to hear her life story, one that starts in Michigan, moves with her family to Washington, D.C., and ends up in Brazil. Please join us Thursday for part two and our last episode until November. We'll tell you why in the outro, so please listen through. Here's Yeva. I don't know a lot about my ancestors, my grandparents I knew, Mm -hmm. and um, in reading um, this book recently, in the last few years, The Warmth of Other Suns, my grandparents' generation was part of the Great Migration. Okay. I never heard of the Great Migration. Until recently, like I mean, this was the thing, but we didn't. It was not called the Great Migration. I was going to say, not, maybe not known as that. Yeah, it wasn't, you know. Right, right. And so, um, so anyway, so that's that's that literary tie-in. That okay. although I realized my um, on my father's side, that those grandparents came. They came from Alabama to Detroit. Okay. And but my mother, I realize is I'm like a. Uh, it, 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 they came in parts, mm. and so they came from. Uh, I don't know. I don't know all the details exactly where they came from, but they went to Memphis. Okay. My and that's where my mom was born. Oh wow! And so okay. she moved from Memphis to Detroit as a child. Wow. And all I know about her, she she used to have a deep Southern accent and had to be removed during her childhood in, in Detroit. She oh lost my goodness! That. So I think there are a lot of stories. There's a lot of things I don't know. Did but she ever talk about the the process of? losing that accent she just told me that she had that to happened. do that that was a i think that was a challenge yeah you know? but but i but anyway but she grew up mostly in detroit after that okay i i i grew up in that way and we're talking about jewish stuff too mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. you know so in in thinking and and thinking of great migration mm-hmm. i grew up with some things like where what what are definitions of home or what does mm-hmm. home mean and mm-hmm. like where did we come from and mm-hmm. because we didn't 
and, and the, I I was born I was born in Detroit. I, okay. That's where I was born. Okay. But I, we ended up moving when I was a child, and I grew up in the Washington D.C. area. Oh wow! And so for us, we were already in Michigan. Then we know we went back south of the Mason Dixon line, Mason, right? That's exactly what I was thinking. And yeah. so we for us, it was like we're going. It's relatively to the south, but if you if you're from D.C., there's this whole thing about like oh, it's the um, I forgot it was like mid mid Atlantic seaboard or some there's some right. phrase like what, and then but actually I've come to terms with really, if it, it's Maryland that's the South and like yeah. and I didn't realize there's a film of a Harriet Tubman film that was mm. a couple years ago mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's like Harriet Tubman lived in Maryland like they and they don't teach. In in Maryland, they don't teach Maryland history the way they do in some right. states. So I never heard, I never knew is where it, Harriet Tubman was. Like I knew it like, it's like so strange, right? Yeah, it is. Isn't um, uh, Arlington Cemetery is like Robert E. Lee's plantation or something like oh, that? Oh, now that you're telling me something yeah. I didn't know. And, and you're like that's right across the river from oh, DC, yeah. our nation's capital. Yeah, anyway. but well, that it's funny that you mentioned that because that is the place where my my dad's ashes are at Arlington. Oh, National Arlington. Wow. Okay. And was he it, in the service then, I guess? He was, okay. and he, he arranged that. He, he, um, we used to go there to Arlington mm-hmm. because it's also, it is strangely a very peaceful place. It's beautiful. You yeah. know, and so we used to go there, mm-hmm. and my dad always used to joke. Mm. He'd be like, he's like, why is it always so hard? Why is it always so crowded getting into Arlington National Cemetery? Why always there's wait? It's like, what is it? He's like, because people are just dying to get <laughs> in. He would here. always say that. <laughs> and then I found out when he died, he had made that arrangement. So that's where he oh. is. And so in a way, it's just like, it had a lot of meaning for me because, yeah. because I know where to find him for one yeah. thing, but it's just, you know, yeah, it's deep, like it these is. things. But but Arlington, that's Virginia, Maryland. You know, it's just an interesting. It is. I think about things a lot. Like have, born in the middle of the 20th century, I I've, I've grown up thinking like, if things were 100 years earlier, mm, you know, right. I would have. I could have been born a slave. I could have. Mm. You know, there's just these things. It makes you think. And on what property? Mm-hmm. You know, it depends. Mm-hmm. All, all of the United States, there was slavery. And then the more you learn, the more you learn, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's not just the North. They had slaves in the North, oh, too. Yeah. You know? So it's just a progress. And we could go even further. Like, if your your parents, being from Memphis and Alabama, yeah. probably wouldn't even have met. Um, you know you know what I mean? Like one oh, of those if things. they hadn't had the Great yeah, Migration if, or right. whatever. If it, yeah. it had been 100 years or yeah. Years. Oh, yeah. Just or like who the, knows what. Or, you know, there's so many things. So, yeah. That is, um, but the stars aligned in some way, in and some way, yeah. <laughs> they, and your parents got together, yeah, yeah. Um, and so you were born in. Do you remember Detroit at all? So, um, before y'all moved, the, my my family, my parents' families are, were there. Oh, like your now, grandparents? Yeah. Okay. But I was born in Detroit for a special reason that okay. my parents were at the University of Michigan. Yeah. And at the time I was born, my mom did Lamaze. Oh, wow. And my dad was the Lamaze, her Lamaze coach. In those days, those were the days where um, I, I feel like, whatever, the fathers would be outside and there would be a cigar and they didn't allow. <laughs> right. Okay, so my mom wanted my dad to be there and they didn't allow that mm. in Ann Arbor at mm-hmm. the time. So that's why I was born in Detroit. Wow. Uh, and so... Uh, Ann Arbor is too provincial or at the it time? Was, it or? was, well, a few years oh. later, my my sibling, my sister was born and the, the, the official study was done and to know that having a Lamaze coach is better for pregnancy outcomes. Right. So, you know, 
Yeah. Uh, God forbid we should help women. It would change, right? So I never yeah. really, li- I didn't live in Detroit. We Got lived it. in Ann Arbor, okay. but but we, I used to spend summers in Detroit with my grand with my grandmothers for a few years as a child, you know. Okay. But I never. So it's like, oh, you're from Detroit, but it's like. You know, my parents are from Detroit. I really, we lived in Ann Arbor, and then later we went to D.C., and mostly I grew up outside of D.C., in in Maryland, outside of D.C. What was it that brought your, one of your parents or both of your parents to the D.C. area from from Michigan? Oh, that was a job change. Job change for my dad. Yeah. He was like, he for a little while there was teaching at Howard University, probably in the beginning, something like that. So, but yeah. We're our vice president. Went. Right, 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 yeah. right. Yeah. Everything is all interconnected all in some way. All coming together, but, yes. Yeah, <laughs> so, but that's, yeah, so I have early, early memories of being from Michigan, uh, anyone, that Michigan accent, various Michigan accents, you yeah, know, yeah. Verners, there's certain things that, <laughs> you know, or just being a person from, even the Midwest as an yeah. identity place, it's an interesting, like, regular you know, a regular kind of people, whatever. But, but mostly I grew up outside of DC. So, okay. And that was great. Do you want to, and you don't have to name specific, you don't have to, uh, identify your age specifically if you uh-huh. don't want to, uh-huh. but, um, are we talking roughly like six sixties growing up? 60s, 70s? Oh, like, um, yeah. Early, yeah. 60s, to get an 70s, idea of the something era. like that. Yeah. yeah. And so what was D what it was it like DC. to see that was, that would be in the set. So, 70s. Maybe, uh, yeah, it was in the 70s when we came to D.C. I, um, that was an interesting time. I, you know, I grew up uh, with parents doing a lot of, uh, we did a lot of marches. Okay. A uh, lot of different marches. There were a lot of different marches. Uh, the ERA, that was a sad one when that didn't pass. Right. Uh, a lot of peace marches, all different kind of marches. And, and you were involved in those, that your parents brought you out to those? Yeah, That's yeah. Pretty, awesome. uh, our whole family was involved in things like that. Awesome. So we'd have people visiting and we'd be like, it's like, hey, let's go down to the mall. And, you know, if you didn't, if you're not from DC, that doesn't really sound that fun. And it's like, it's like, no, you know, like, so um, anyway, but that's what I, that's what I grew up with, you know. And you said you had, you have a sister? I have a sister and a brother. So it's the three of you, you were your parents' children. So did y'all, were y'all close enough in age that you grew up? together in the yeah. same house yes okay yes okay yeah and where, where are you in age-wise i'm or? the oldest oh. i'm the oldest oh, okay. so they're yeah, just so a couple you're... years behind yeah so. so you're spoiling them or <laughs> what, what did you what kind of older sister were you? uh it's, it's hard to say i'm the oldest but at the right now i'm the shortest okay <laughs> so try to you know try to uh, <laughs> that happened quite a bit ago so right, you know, but right right we're close enough in age and you know we we've been through a lot it was in, in you know we went through a lot our our family my parents ended up getting divorced later on okay. when i was there and then our family split up a okay. little bit so the, there were some difficult times but we were we we were close and um yeah you know but that but that was that was a that was a while back it was yeah. a long time ago yeah so, um uh, can we stick with that time a little bit sure, longer sure. yeah because I'm, I'm curious um you know uh, you, you mentioned going to marches. Uh-huh. What other kinds of things were you doing? What kind of student were you? Did you like school? What kind of things were you interested oh. in, in 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 school and out of school? I see. Uh, I guess um, I I always liked school. Okay. I I'm always that's the first step I for guess, a lot of kids. Right. Yeah, yeah, or I always like liked I always liked learning things. Mm-hmm. I always liked reading. Mm. I was a reader. Yeah. 
And that'll and, come back um, into play. That, yeah, I totally was a reader. And um, what kind of, what I would tell people about, um, about living in the DC area in childhood is like, all the museums were free. You know, it's amazing. The oh, Smithsonian, yeah. at that time, I, I'm not sure if that's true now. I think there's some that might charge, but at that time, everything was free. If you could get in during open hours, it is free. It's the national this, that, and the other. And you could just go down there and things were free. And you could, you could partake of things. I used to um, go to the Library of Congress wow. in high school to work awesome. on my assignments. And it was yes. like, they have every book. I don't, yeah. they didn't exactly have no. every book, but all. Almost, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Even though it's a closed deck system, but you get used to like, you could request it if you do it with the proper timing. You can get most books that you you can get stuff that you want to look at, and it's Amazing. really cool. And I don't know how it works now, but I used to go down there and and do that kind of stuff. Um, it was like before Google or before the internet. You, oh you yeah, had all this stuff. <laughs> yeah, there at was your no internet. This is with this was uh, these are the days of uh, the cards. Yeah, card catalog. Exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. and actually, my first job, my first paying job with a paycheck, was at a library. I was a library page. Awesome. I'll tell you that. I was sure, a library sure. page. That was in, still in the was, DC area. Yeah, yeah. That okay. was in high school. I, oh. um, but I got. I was initially assigned to uh, adult fiction you know putting the books back <laughs> but i got busted too many times because it'd be like it's so interesting to see what people are checking out yeah you know you're like putting back and it's like oh what what you know and I, so i would like be too slow and not putting the books so they're like yeba yeba hello yeah the librarians would find <laughs> yeah. me like like oh this why did they you know like three of these are coming back on the shelf is this yeah. a good book you know so but it's like kid in a candy store in a way yeah, it sounds like so you were you, you I got removed you... from adult fiction oh. and I was assigned to um, children's picture books oh <laughs> and those are like if you know anything about library children's picture books are always a mess like they're always yeah. a mess you just give everything on the floor reorganizing yeah. and you're constantly doing that so it's a miracle if they get sorted and, uh, and that was and my job that was my job okay. so okay. i was busted i was like darn but <laughs> but you know but yeah what about um socially and uh, growing up maybe your, your teenage years um, in that area Wow. Well, that was... In uh, that era. In that era. In that era. You know, it's interesting. I was born just on the edge of as population was starting to decrease. After the baby boom, you mean? Yeah, yeah. after the baby right, boom. Right, right. So they were starting to close schools outside okay. of the D.C. area. Wow. And that was happening, one of the schools. So my parents wanted me to go to, like, they had me transferred to a a different high school than where I would have gone okay. ordinarily. And I had, I went out of my area to go to high school. And I'm assuming the kids you had gr been growing up with and going to school with went they, on to that school and you went somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, so I was new. I started high school that way. So yeah. that had a big impact on my my social situation. Yeah. It was, inter it was um, uh, let's see, I, 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 I don't know how to describe it, but it was... I, 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 I went to um, junior high school in Silver Spring and then okay. went to high school in Bethesda Chevy Chase area. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And those were very different very culturally, different. very yeah. different yeah. environments. Yeah. I remember that I like the, you know, just the way people dress, the kind of music, kind of things people did. Mm -hmm. It was a different, totally different scene, something for me to to uh that was something for me to get used to yeah. and i know i remember distinctly when i first started high school 
I saw these guys wearing these uh, plaid, you know, madras shorts. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they were like pink and green. This is something like where I grew up, like this is that, that was like clothing. I, they looked like they were dressed in drag to me because okay. that was like a female color patterns and it was it was just interesting it was like something i'd never seen the kind of shoes people wore everything everything were they kind of like punk rockers or what no no that they were these were very preppy people that oh, i went preppy. to it was this preppy oh, thing I, okay, I, okay. I did not come from that okay. you know we were, yeah, yeah, yeah. i came from like converse tennis shoes you, your blue right jeans on. are as tight as possible whatever yeah, yeah, like yeah. something different black t-shirts with various bands on them that was, oh, yeah. that was sort of the uniform of junior high speaking of bands what mm-hmm. what kind of music were you or what bands oh, were you listening yeah. to well so that's another interesting thing about me i i always i'm i love music i started playing uh the flute back when i was in in the fourth grade when oh, you just wow. pick an instrument you okay. know okay and so i always loved music yeah. and i always like all kinds of music mm-hmm. and i liked um i like classical music i like jazz all kinds and it and to the extent that i it was it's almost too much to like to follow so i just enjoyed what i enjoyed i didn't follow too many bands we I, we didn't have too much i never i never got to go to too many bands i didn't have a lot of money in those days mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i went to one concert eric clapton i think okay. that was it <laughs> yeah. okay somebody got tickets and i went to that that was yeah. my one concert i went to did you have records and stuff at home i had we had some records uh my dad mostly had these records, oh, all yeah. kinds of. I had what my favorite song from childhood was Don McLean, The Day the oh, Music Died. Yeah, I had a, a little one. 45 of that. Yeah. Stevie Wonder, we have yes. songs in the key of life. Yes. I love that album, you know? To this day. Um, so we didn't have a ton, but we had some records. But yeah, mostly I'm a radio person. I listen to the radio. Yeah. Time. You know, but I like fewer commercials back then too. Um, I think. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so just more music or more, more music. DJ yeah. bladder, but um, just a different, yeah. different time or different kinds of music, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, and even you know, going from the sixties, seventies, whatever. There's black music. There's white. There's different, you know, different kinds of stations. Mm-hmm. That, D- that DC area is a great place for yeah, radio yes, for yes. all kinds of music. So yeah, um, yeah. good jazz scene. Yeah, you know, yeah. historically in DC. Yes. Now that, with my mom, I got to go see, like, they have some outdoor music festivals and stuff. Mm -hmm. We would do things like that. So I know I saw Dizzy Gillespie. I got to see really great. There's another concert I got to go to. There's a pianist named Marcus Roberts. Mm -hmm. At the time, he was just coming out. He was young and just, he's amazing, though. Mm -hmm. He was, like, amazing, really, really good. So, you know, um yeah so did you continue playing flute that whole time you said you started in fourth grade yeah were you playing in like in in school bands or um yes i played in school bands that whole time yeah i have i've been playing the whole time that's amazing till today that's amazing right (laughs) i haven't stopped i know that about you (laughs) yeah that whole time okay so that was uh yeah i I always played in the school i i in, initially i started out actually playing piano Mm -hmm. i started piano at age five oh wow and then um then I had wanted to play violin, but, and I was, that was my intent in, at age nine, but we all, they had laid out all the instruments and you try everything. Mm-hmm. And I was the only one who made a sound on the flute. Oh, right. And so that's why that, and when we lived back in Michigan, 
some of our neighbors, my parents were grad students at University of Michigan. They were from Brazil. Oh, and wow. the father of our neighbor, really good friends of ours, he played the flute. So oh, I wow. always like had this thing about the flute. Yeah. So when I pick it up and I made a little sound and anybody who starts flute at a young age knows it's hard to even it's make a sound. Easy. Then then I was like, Oh, I'll do this first and next year I'll do the violin. violin yeah. But then the next year, the te music teacher said, oh, Yeva, I really need someone to play the cello. You're the only one. <laughs> no, you need someone to play the cello. Oh, the cello. the cello. Oh. So I played cello. Oh, wow. Okay. And I skipped I, violin and went straight I never to cello. played the violin. I played yeah. the cello. Okay. But I was terrible. I was like terrible at the yeah. cello. But I played for like three years. I did all three instruments, but they oh. kind of fell by the wayside. The flute is the, the one that flute stuck. stayed. Fun yeah. fact that I'm just going to put out there for yeah. everyone. I, too, played the flute. Did in you? Si in <sighs> sixth and seventh grade. Oh, fantastic. And I liked it. I don't, it was one of those, I'm not sure why I picked it, yeah. but I did. Um, my brothers both played clarinet, so maybe I just want to be different. Yeah. But, um, uh. I I was dis I was good at it. Okay. But I would fight with I would get in little bick bickering uh, matches with the, with, the the one, other? with the young lady who was the first seat. Yes. And the band director had to move me to the end. Oh. But he took me aside and he said, Look, this has nothing to do with your talents. Yeah. It's just I can't have you guys and uh, I'm like, I know and I can't stop. Clearly. Yeah. I see. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's so my two year experience. Oh with really? And then you stopped. And then I stopped. I eventually started playing uh, bass, mostly bass guitar oh, later okay. in, in high school. Oh, but okay. Yeah, so we have that in common. Oh, that's so funny. Flute. Yeah, I, I enjoy the flute. Now, the, that's the hard thing, though, is like in high school, they had a jazz band, oh. but they didn't let, have any flutes. They didn't allow flutes mm. in the jazz band. It was a bummer because that would have been very close-minded cool. of them. It was just one of those things. Flute like, is such a, when I think of flute, I mean, obviously it has different applications, but I always think of jazz. Jazz. But always. It's, but in jazz band, like we didn't, uh, well, if it's just acoustic, you know, you're going to be drowned out right by out, yeah, trumpets yeah. and trombones and everything. Yeah. So I didn't have that. I played um, I played in a county orchestra oh, fun. Uh, in high school. Okay. And that was fun. That was interesting. But I, the, the thing that was difficult for me is that I had um, stage fright, terrible oh. stage. I had this terrible stage fright with flute. I would totally choke. I would mm. like totally choke up, mm -hmm. and um, only for auditions, hmm. for performances. I love Fine. to perform, but for mm. auditions, I would choke up. Hmm. So I find I tried to get into this county orchestra for years, and like even my own teacher auditioned. She's like, "Eva, what happened to you?" I was like, <laughs> "I'm like, I just, I don't know. I just totally." So I finally get in, and it was great for a few years. I was doing that. Then I go to went to college, okay, and. Um, I audition people like you'll never get in. So I was like, uh. so I I didn't choke because I was like, oh, I'll never get in. So let me just do the thing, and right. I got into the orchestra. And awesome. I Good. played orchestra in college for um, most of the time I was in college, wow. and even into medical school because I went to yeah. Did you? Um Let's talk undergrad first. Yeah, yeah. Did you leave the area to go to college? Yes. Where did you go to college? I went to Brown University. Okay. And um, can you yeah. let the folks know where that is? Brown in Providence, Rhode yes. Island. Okay. Yeah, Providence. So, so not and and um, for those who don't know, like it's not that far of a distance, but it's a different world. Yeah. Right. Well, DC to, to Rhode Island. So isn't for college really that far. at that in those days, so when I w when I was going to college, I lived with my mom and my sister. Okay. And um, I knew I needed to go away to college, mm -hmm. 
because we sat around chit-chatting and talking all the time. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't want to go so far away that I couldn't come home and see them. So that was a good distance. Yeah. It was, it's like, you know, whatever. It's a, it's a good... Three or four hours? No, no. no more it's more that? like a six. six okay. hour, because yeah. um, New York is like four hours. And, go and then Boston's like eight hours, you know. Yeah. So yeah. it's about a six, seven hour drive or something yeah. like that. But yeah, so... Did you enjoy? I love Providence. Yeah, okay. I love Providence. I I, I I was in a special program at Brown. So at the same time that I got into Brown undergraduate, I was accepted to medical school at Brown. Oh. And in those days, it was a seven-year program. Wow. So I, that's what I did. So I went to college. I had three years of college. That's like probably one of my biggest regrets. Like, don't ever, like <laughs> anyone out there, like, yeah. if somebody offers you, don't give up your senior year in college right. that's not the year to give up give up you know, like, maybe whatever. if you can breeze through high school do that but then take <laughs> maybe, your time but I, yeah. I didn't even want to breeze through high school but i mm. i could have left high school earlier but i didn't want to i guess yeah. but then i somehow left college earlier but but college was expensive and i couldn't yeah. afford to it that was a lot of money in that so then it's like just go to med school so. and how did you come into that like what, what, what is there anything we missed about your maybe teen or early um, adult life that, that led you to, to medical school? Probably. I always expressed some interest in helping others and wanting to be, somehow I must have said something at a young age because my parents were always like, yeah, you should be a doctor. That would be great, you know? And I always thought I'd do it. And But I was never... Um, you know, in those days, you'd be like, you could volunteer as a candy striper oh, right, or do something right, right. like that. And I always had that on my list of things to do, but I never got never to got it. To and I knew it. nothing about it. And I am, I'm the first doctor in my family. I didn't yeah. really know anything about it. I just knew I wanted to help people. And so I did a lot of other things. And that, that program at Brown at the time, and they still have a similar program, is supposed to um, promote humanistic type people going into medicine okay so um, I took them at their word and I took advantage of that program and yeah. situation so I was never really pre-med I was just a person you know I I, I enjoyed college okay. and I had a good time I just studied stuff and you know I made the most of my college time in that way is that an unorthodox route to, um, to becoming a doctor I'm not familiar. Yeah, well, it's well. Let's just say I got, I worked with the dean, and I got out of as many pre-med requirements as oh, possible. My okay. my undergraduate majors were in. Um, I did. I majored in Portuguese and Brazilian studies. Okay, there's Brazil again. And then in, in your yeah, life. yeah, and uh, I spent. I spent part of junior year away in Brazil, okay. and that was really, really wonderful. So I was only out around for two and a half years for undergrad. Can so. we hear about Brazil? Brazil, please? oh yeah, your time there. That was where were you in Bahia, okay. Salvador, yeah. Bahia. Yeah, yeah. It was it's up from Rio, is that right? Yeah, so the okay. northeast coast. Yeah, okay. yeah, and it was a it was a wonderful, um, wonderful time. Yeah, I it was very interesting to uh, to be in a place. A lot of people might not know, Brazil is the, I think it still is, the second largest black country mm. on earth mm -hmm. after Nigeria. So like African origin. Of people, yeah, 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 of African or black people. Yeah. Because, you know, anyway, that's yeah, a complex. We don't have to go into why. Let's not go into <laughs> African origin, whatever. Right. But, but yeah, so yeah. To, to go to a place uh, where, you know, uh, when I first got there, I spoke. I taken some Portuguese. I spoke a little Portuguese, but then, um, if I wasn't talking, 
people people were constantly asking me like Thinking. how do i get the bus here yeah. blah, blah. like when <laughs> yeah. i first was there i was like i was like what? i don't barely know what they're saying they're like yeah. and people couldn't believe they were like you're not it's like i'm american i'm sorry you're not american they never they've never heard of a black american yeah okay? And so that was, it was very interesting to that be could there. Be both, I could say that could be both endearing and a little bit intimidating because you're like, it's great that you thought I was from here, but uh, actually I'm not and I can't help. <laughs> but after a while, you have to, you then learn you, to talk, you talk, you talk, and yeah. you get to it, you know? So yeah. I, I live with a family. They had a small child, like who was two at oh, the wow. time. Oh, wow. Very small. And so they were like, in the beginning, they made fun of me all the time. Like, Ava, you're just like the baby. Like, but after a few months, I was able to talk more and more. And they were like, you're talking, you're talking, you're, you're doing better than the Passing baby. The baby. I, was like, I said, I'm way better than the baby because I can read and write too. He's got a long way to go. You know, they thought that was really funny. You know? <laughs> like, Give me but, another couple months, I'll tell jokes. But it was fun. That was an interesting, it was great to live with the family, just be. Uh, be in a different, completely different environment, yeah. and to actually to learn to really speak a language because I had I'd studied French like all along. I I didn't you know anyway. I learned Portuguese before I learned Spanish. So. And it's always different to be immersed, right? Yes, to, totally. to learn a language that totally. way versus studying it. One of the classroom. things that was wonderful about so I so I told you I'd been in orchestra, right? Mm-hmm. So I went. I was like, oh, I want to be in the orchestra. Maybe I could be in the orchestra here. But their their educational system is different than ours. Mm-hmm. So they don't have that college. They have these more traditional schools that you get accepted to. Right. So I went to, it's like the music school. Then I went, I want to be in the orchestra. They just laughed me off. Like, I, it's only for music majors, you know? Right, like, right. I was like, <laughs> then I was, but I happened to be hanging around somewhere that the person had like blown me off. And there was a little sign for Afro-Brazilian dancing. And then yes. I met this guy, his name was Clyde Morgan. He was an American who had moved, had a Brazilian spouse, moved to Brazil, lived in Brazil for years, and was doing this Afro-Brazilian dance troupe. Wow. And he says, what are you, what's up? I said, I tried to get the orchestra. They won't take me. But it's like, well, why don't you come by our group and see what you think? We don't usually have flute, but you never know. And so I ended up going to his, it was called, um, it might have been called Abanda Ilu. I'm not sure. But okay. I went to this group. Yes. They met. Uh, they ended up meeting like several times a week, every Saturday for like four to five hours wow. and, a, and a couple nights during the week. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the people were, had whatever day job, people who were lived in Bahia, all kinds of day job. It was an Afro-Brazilian dance troupe. He said, go see this guy, Bira, go, go see what he can do with you. Because I, I came and I brought my flute. Now I played all classical my whole life. I'm a classical flute person. So I'd never done this kind of thing. Go see this guy who has all these instruments. He taught me some basic rhythms, mm. showed me all these different instruments. He's like, well, taught me a couple of little melodies. I says, well, why don't you try it? You come with us. So I just hung out with them. I started playing with their dancers as they're, they're doing like choreography, creating dance. So I ended up playing Amazing. with them Amazing. for like six months. Like, and we had, we had a show. It was, it was a wonderful, it was amazing. That was Yeva Johnson. On the next episode of Storied SF, Yeva will conclude her life story, including her move to San Francisco and beginnings doing poetry. As I mentioned in the outset, Thursdays will be our last show until November. And it's for a good reason. I'm getting married. Many of you already know that Aaron Lim of Bitch Talk Podcast and I are a thing. We got engaged in 2019 and had our original wedding date 2020 to buy the pandemic. But now we're going for it. 
Look for photos from the wedding and possibly the honeymoon on our socials sometime after the big day, October 14th, 2021. Part two with Yeva drops this Thursday, wherever you get podcasts. Music for the podcast was produced, performed, and curated by Otis McDonald. Original photography is by Michelle Kilfeather. Aaron Lim of Bitch Talk Podcast is our contributing producer. And the show is produced and hosted by me, Jeff Hunt. Now in our fourth season, we have more than 160 episodes available on our website, storiedsf.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you can, please rate and review our show so we can reach even more folks. We love email. Drop us a line at storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Stay strong, stay healthy, keep dreaming, and we'll see you next time on Storied San Francisco. This podcast is a proud member of the BFF.FM podcast network. Learn more at podcast.bff.fm. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever.